Coming up on the eight-man portion of the Week 5 pregame show, we recap last week's big matchup between Mound City and Southwest Livingston, plus two top ten matches in Week 5 headline this week's eight-man schedule. And we talk with Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane about those matchups and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. Welcome to the eight-man portion of the Week 5 pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. We got a lot going on in this show. We got two top 10 matches to preview, plus all happenings in the GRC and the Highway 275. And we talk with eight-man football aficionados, Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. But before we get to all that, let's run down some scores from Week 4 in eight-man football. We already talked about this game in the city portion of the say, of the pregame show. It was LeBlanc 62, Keatsville 32. That was the first win for Bishop LeBlanc of the season. Mound City in our eight-man football game of the week from last week was able to edge out Southwest Livingston 40 to 36 was the final there. South Holt Nottaway Holt 52, Platte Valley 8, Rockport 50, Northwest Nottaway 28. North Andrews 60, Stewartsville 18. Stewartsville was actually up 12 to nothing in that game, but North Andrews was able to come back and outscore them to win that game. And a high-scoring affair, it was Worth County 56, Albany 54, Pattonsburg 78, King City 46. Now, before we go into the GRC standings and re- review this week's schedule, we have a Team of the Week in 8-Man Football. It is our Week 4 Cliff Notes Podcast Team of the Week. And it is the Mound City Panthers for their victory over Southwest Livingston. We had an opportunity to catch up with Coach Taylor Standiford to talk about that. Talk about the big game last week against Southwest Livingston and this week's opponent, Northwest Nottaway. That interview is coming up in 30 seconds. Okay. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 5 pregame show. We got our Week 5 Team of the Week coach, Mound City's Taylor Standiford with us. How you doing, Coach? Good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, pleasure to have you on, Coach. Um, we named you guys the Week Five Team of the Week based on your performance last week, a forty to thirty-six win over Southwest Livingston, a rematch of last year's state championship game. Walk us through that game. Oh, I, I tell you what, it was it was a crazy one. Um, you know, really there in the first the first half, you know, halftime score ended up fourteen nothing. And, you know, one of our scores came on a pick six. Um, but really, I mean, it was just a defensive battle there in the first half. Um, both teams playing great defense. And that's that's one thing that I really like to see is teams play defense. And then um, there in the third quarter, it kind of opened up a little bit. Um, you know, Southwest outscored us, I think, 28 to 12 there in the third quarter. Um, then the fourth quarter, it was just back and forth defensive stands or offensive touchdowns and just just one of those games that it's fun to be a part of well definitely it was definitely one of those thrillers there definitely uh, both of you teams did not disappoint it was definitely as good as advertised so um coach let's move on to this week though this week um no rest for eight and eight man football you guys have north and west not away on the schedule this week um talk about what you've seen from them and uh what can we expect from them in this football game on friday night um, yeah, you know, the biggest thing I've seen from them is just their improvement since week one. Um, you know, in week one against Stewartsville, they kind of struggled. They put themselves in bad situations early. And especially in week one, it's hard to fight out of those 
um, positions. Um, they've done a much better job of, you know, gaining a few yards on first down now to put themselves in better situations for a second and medium, a third and short. Um, so we really have to do a good job defensively of holding them to few yards, especially on first down, to put them more into passing situations. And then offensively, we just have to go and execute uh, the things we want to do, um, you know, getting our blocks, getting to our assignments, and sustaining those until the play is over. And, Coach, I have one more question. Um, just give an analysis on your team's um, four games overall as a whole. You guys are off to a tremendous start. Um, number one team in the eight-man poll. Just give an analysis on your team's performance so far this season. Um, one thing I've been really proud of these boys is the way that they they come to work every day at practice. Um, you know, they've got that mentality that they want to get better each and every day. Uh, so it's it's really been fun there going to practice and having the, that interaction with them every day. And then, you know, like in last Friday night's game, just their willingness to fight until the end. Um, you know, they're in that third quarter, you know, after we gave up kickoff and they got an onside kick, it would have been easy to shut down and kind of say, well, there's, there's the game. But they didn't. They kept fighting and fought until the very end. So I've been really proud of our boys in that aspect. Well, definitely, Coach, I want to thank you so much for coming on, um, joining the podcast. Um, team's great performance against Southwest Livingston. Uh, good luck to you and the kids on Friday. Thanks, Clifton. That's Mount City Head Coach Taylor Stanford, our Week 5 Team of the Week. Thank you, Coach Taylor Stanford. Mount City, the Week 4 Cliff Notes Podcast Team of the Week. Now let's move on to Week 5 and let's run down the standings in the GRC. North Andrew and Stanbury both lead the conference with 2-0 conference records. North Andrew is 4-0 in the season. Stanbury is 3-0. Worth County 1-0 in the conference, 3-1 overall. Pattonsburg 1-1 in the league. Pattonsburg 3-1 in overall. Albany 0-2, 0-3 overall. And King City 0-3 in the league, 1-3 overall. Now let's get to the schedule. As far as GRC football teams, we start with the big top five matchup in eight-man football. It is North Shelby visiting North Andrew Raiders and the Cardinals. Both teams are 4-0 in the year. North Shelby number two. North Andrew number four. The Raiders won last year's game 46-36 at North Shelby. We had an opportunity to catch up with both coaches, and we're going to kick it off with North Andrew coach Dwayne Williams right now. And we're back here on the week five pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are continuing to preview the big North Shelby, North Andrew coach, North Andrew game. We have Cardinal coach Dwayne Williams with us. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great, Clifton. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Big time, big time eight-man football slate we got. Um, coach, uh, before we look ahead to this week's matchup, let's talk about the past couple weeks. Uh, first, let's talk about that Pattonsburg game. That was a huge win for you guys. Um Really high-scoring game. You guys really seem to take it to them. Um, talk about that football game and um, how you how how it went in your eyes. Well, we hadn't, you know, since I, I've been this is my third season at North Andrew, and and you know we were zero and two against Pattonsburg. It seemed like they were a matchup problem for us. You know, my first year, um, you know, we were thirty-six thirty with them at halftime, and and then they pulled away from us in the second half, and. And then last season, you know, they, they, they beat us by six and it was, it was extra points. We, we didn't get some extra points that we needed. And I felt like we kept closing the gap and, and the guys felt the same way that, Hey, you know what? I think we're, I think this year might be our year. And, 
And, you know, going into the game, you know, everybody, you know, wants to attribute the weather and things to, to some of it. But, you know, we punted twice and both of those were, were weather related stalls. You know, our drives got stalled because we had a, a mishandled snap or somebody slipped and fell or something. You know, so I, I really felt like the, the weather and the conditions maybe kind of evened it out for everybody. And, and you know, they do such a good job with their offense and, and you can't stop them. You can just hope to maybe make them make some mistakes and slow them down at times. And, and, and we were able to get some of the onside kicks. That's the other thing that they just kind of bury teams when they, they, they score and then get the ball right back. And we were able to get all but one of the onside kicks. And, and that just helps change the momentum of the game and, and put it in our favor. Well, Coach, uh, that performance against Pattonsburg earned you guys the week three team of the week. This a uh, couple weeks ago. Um, let's talk about last week. Um, last week you played Stewartsville. Um, little bit of a slow start, but after that, boy, you guys picked it up. After that, talk about what might have attributed to that slow start and what got you guys back going again. Well, I mean, I think Stewartsville had a lot to do with that, and you know they um, they came out uh, really aggressive in the past game and and did a few things that we hadn't seen on film yet. And then, um, you know, I, I wish I could remember the young man's name. I think he's up for the kick you two play of the week or something. He made an unbelievable catch in the back of the end zone, just a terrific throw and catch. And so they made some plays early is what they did. And, and we were able to settle back down. We turned the ball over too. That, that's something we haven't done much this year. And we turned it over on our first possession and, and gave them a chance to, you know, get up 12, nothing. And then we settled down and started playing our game and, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to say we had a Pattonsburg hangover, but uh, I felt like maybe the slow start was from that. And, and then looking ahead to North Shelby maybe a little bit. And, you know, we talked to the kids during the week to, to not do those things, but they are still 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. And, and uh, you know, once we got things settled down, like you said, we, we've kind of pulled away in the second half and, and we're able to put, put, put the game to bed. Well, Coach, it's a, it's a huge game this week. Um, number two, North Shelby. Number four, North Andrew. Um, Talk about what you've seen from the Raiders and um, in your eyes, what can we expect from this football game on Friday night? Well, well, with North Shelby, um, you know, the only thing they've got going for them really is they're good everywhere. And so uh, for us, it's going to be a challenge up front. Their backfield's good. Their linebackers are good. Um, they're disciplined on defense. Their run fits are good. They don't line up wrong. They're well coached. It's it, they're just a really good football team, and 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 for us to to compete this week, and I've told several people this, uh, the different interviews I've done, uh, you know, I think we're a good matchup. I think there's it's going to be a great football game, but you know, the team that doesn't turn the ball over, and I know it sounds boring, and the team that doesn't get a bunch of penalties is going to have the best chance. And you know, we can do some things I think to make us successful on both sides, and I know that they, they can do the same. And uh, you know, they beat us last year. We had a 20 point lead at halftime, and and then they came out in the second half and just came after us and, and, and just absolutely shut us down on the offensive side and we couldn't get a stop on the defensive side and we ended up losing by 10. And, and uh, you know, so our guys certainly aren't looking past anybody and, and I know they aren't either. And, you know, it's a number two versus number four kind of deal. And uh, I just think it's going to be a great game that comes down to the fourth quarter. And we're just, we're just hoping to be, be the team that doesn't turn the ball over and doesn't make mistakes. Well, Coach, I think it's going to be a great game on Friday. I should be absolutely a dandy. Well, Coach Dwayne Williams, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show again. Um, good luck to you and your kids on Friday, and um, we look forward to hearing from you again this season. I appreciate it very much, and we appreciate everything you guys do to, to, to cover eight-man football. It's been sorely needed, and, and, and our guys sure appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you, Coach, anytime. It's always a pleasure. You bet. Take care. 
Thank you, Coach Williams, for that interview. And we had an opportunity to catch up with North Shelby head coach Seth Bass for the first time. We get to know him. We talk about the kids on the team. We talk about the first four games of the season. And we preview North Shelby's side of the big game against North Andrew. That interview is coming up right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast, Week 5 pregame show. We've got North Shelby head coach Seth Bass with us. How are you doing, Coach? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing great. Another week of football, my friend. That's all we can have. Just take it week by week. Amen. Um, coach, um, for first-time guests, what we usually like to do is really get to know the coach. I really get to know your story, how you got into coaching, and how you got to North Shelby. Well, I got into coaching because I was – blessed with having uh, overprotective parents and not being a, a very large athlete uh, when I was in high school and I went to a very large high school I graduated with 440 kids so um, they, they kept me off the sidelines but football was always something that uh, really called to me and um, as I got older and got into college it, I realized that was going to be a calling for me for a uh, for a career um, so I decided to, to look into that, started working for the, the football team at Tennessee Tech uh, as a student assistant, and, and then I uh, got my first job at Culver Stockton College over here in northeast Missouri, uh, and then uh, coached there for four years. I went to another NAI school and um, back in Tennessee for a year, and, and then um, just kind of bounced around a little bit and uh, landed at North Shelby in 2016, the first year that they moved to, to eight-man. So I uh, got introduced to eight-man in, in Tennessee. Uh, after I worked at Cumberland University, I uh, took the head job at McLean Christian. Uh, it was a startup program down there, just a, a tiny little school. Uh, I was playing eight-man in a little private school league down there, and I uh, never had heard of it before, but loved it and always wanted to, to get back to it if I found the opportunity. And, and luckily, North Shelby provided that opportunity. Well, Coach, let's talk about this of 2020 team. Um, for um, for those who really don't know um, really your guys' team, you guys are on the other side of the state from northwest Missouri. Um, talk about um, who some of the players are that um, if they were to go to this football game Friday night against North Andrew or any of your games, as a matter of fact, who are some of the players that they would see and hear about on Friday nights? Well, I wouldn't hear about our, our offensive and defensive line necessarily, but they're, they're where it's all starting for us. Um, Jackson Lunsford is our only senior this year. Uh, he starts at center for us and at D-tackle, uh, great talent, 5'11", um, 305-pound kid, great quickness, and he's just a, an animal. Um, he's got 22 tackles on the season, 11 tackles for loss, so uh, it really starts and ends. Well, I'm not going to say it ends, but it really starts with him. Uh, Luke Schwanke um, pairs with him on defense, uh, and then on offense, uh, Dylan McEwen and Brayton Cook are our guards, and Luke gets some time at guard as well, so... Uh, it all starts with those guys, and they deserve a, a ton of credit. But, you know, our, our skill positions, Kale Stoneburner's our quarterback, uh, Justin Lunsford at running back, they both had magnificent years so far. Uh, Carson Moore has been kind of unheralded so far. He hasn't gotten a ton of carries just because of what we've seen defensively, but uh, has been a, a great job, done a great job at our A-back position. Uh, and then receivers, Robert Allmeyer and um, Kyle Smith's been playing some tight end for us. Uh, and Brendan McDaniel, uh, Landon Bender, they've all done a, a good job for us offensively. Uh, defensively, really across the board, we played well. You know, I talked about our defensive line, but uh, Noah Greenwell leads us in tackles per game at middle linebacker. Kyle Smith, uh, we bumped him out to outside linebacker this year. He started for us at, uh, for three years and uh, has just been great out there. Uh, and then Justin Lunsford bumped back to, to free safety. Uh, he's just been a really strong downhill presence at, at free safety for us. And then 
you know, Kale Stoneburner was an all-state performer for us last year at defensive back, and, and Carson Orr at our other DB position does a, a great job too. Um, he was hurt most of last year with an ankle injury, and, uh, you know, I left out Landon Bender. Uh, he's our other outside linebacker. He leads us in interceptions right now. So um, really across the board defensively, uh, we've just – we've been just outstanding. Uh, the, those guys have been in the system now for three years. They fit off of each other really well. They know where – the other one's going to be, and uh, it's just been really fun to watch. Well, Coach, um, let's take a look at your schedule here so far. Um, you guys have been nothing short of impressive this year. Um, 4-0, number two team in the state. Um, you guys haven't scored less than 50 points a game this year. Summarize your guys' season thus far to this point. Uh, we've seen some pretty good challenges. Um, you know, Santa Fe – it was their first eight-man experience, but they were a good physical football team, uh, and they, they made us work for some things uh, once they kind of settled in in the second quarter. Um, Northwest Hughesville uh, was much improved um, with them being a year older. I knew they had a lot of young talent last year. Uh, they really did some good things offensively, um, and they did some things that we had not seen defensively. Uh, they were trying to take away some of our gap scheme runs and slowed us down early on until we kind of got settled in on that. Um, you know, hats off to them and Coach Crooker. Uh, they've got a chance to, to really have a, a breakthrough season this year. Um, Norman Harden Central, you know, we've kind of had a little friendly rivalry with them the last few years, and they're always a physical football team, and they did some different things defensively, too, to, to make us work. And uh, we were able to settle into that game, too, with the, the weather conditions. We had a few turnovers because of the, the rain, but um, I was proud of my kids and how they uh, persevered through those conditions. And then last week, uh, Schuyler County was kind of ri uh, a natural rivalry game for us because they're an old Tri-Rivers Conference uh, opponent from the 11-man the days. And uh, that game meant a lot to the alumni, and it was very special to, to kind of get after them a little bit. And um, you know, the kids enjoyed that because we play them in so many other sports. And um, it, it was nice to have a, a local opponent. You know, that was the first team that we've ever been able to play locally uh, in our eight-man tenure since 2016. So uh, I know that meant a, a lot to the community, and it was a, a good night. Well, Coach, let's talk about this week. Um, huge, huge game this week when you're talking about halfway through the eight-man ranks. And, uh, you guys are number two, like we mentioned. Um, you guys are going to be traveling to number four, North Andrew, who is also forward all in the year, who's looked pretty impressive themselves. Talk about what you've seen from the Cardinals and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Well, they're kind of cut from the same cloth as us. You know, we're a spread option team, but they're and they're an under center team. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're both going to make our living running the football and, and playing good football up front. So, uh, you know, Coach Williams does a great job with this program. Uh, they're a physical football team. I don't think they're quite as explosive as last year, uh, losing the uh, – forget the quarterback's name from last year. But uh, he brought a, a lot to the table from explosiveness. But they're still very efficient. Uh, they still know where they're going. They're not going to turn the ball over. They're going to take care of things. They're going to be physical up front. So, um, you know, it's going to be a great challenge for us. And, and you know, going on the road, um, I know they're going to want revenge for us taking them down last year. And it was just a very memorable classic game uh, when they came here last year. So uh, I'm expecting nothing short of the, the same thing. I know it's going to be homecoming for them. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And uh, it's going to be a, a game for, for those that love the, the big guys in the, the trenches because um, that's where it starts for both of us. Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast for the first time. Definitely um, looking forward to the football game on Friday night. Um, North Shelby at North Andrew, the eight-man football game of the week this week. Um, Coach, thank you so much again for coming on, and um, good luck to you and the kids on Friday.
Thanks for having me. We want to thank both North Andrew coach Dwayne Williams and North Shelby coach Seth Bass for interviews. Thank you guys so much. North Shelby and North Andrew this Friday night. We got a big top 10 matchup in eight-man football to preview. We got Pattonsburg and Stanbury. Pattonsburg 3-1 on the year. Number nine team in eight-man football. While Stanbury is 3-0 on the season. And they're the number five team in eight-man football. But Pattonsburg did win both the regular season and playoff games last year. We had an opportunity to catch up with Pattonsburg head coach Scott Cavan as we talk about last week's game against King City, the previous week's game against North Andrew, and we preview their side of the game against Stanbury. The interview with Coach Cavan is right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, week five pregame show. We got Pattonsburg head coach Scott Cavan with us. How you doing, Coach? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you, Coach. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we talked. Um, had a couple games go on. Um, obviously, um, I had that tough loss to North Andrew a couple weeks ago, and then you guys were able to rebound against King City last week. Um, talk about those two games as a whole. Yeah, I mean, they were uh, two similar style football games in a sense. I mean, King City um, and North Andrew both play a physical style of football, want to play smash mouth, fly around, and hit you. Um, and so we just – we had two similar style football games. And then North Andrew, the first time we played – two weeks ago when we played them, um, came out, hit us in the mouth, and we kind of responded in the first half, played with them, and were fit, and played physical with them for the first half. And then down 10 going into halftime and come out in the second half and kind of just laid down and stopped – didn't want to play much physical football anymore. They kept hitting us in the mouth, and we didn't like it very much. Um, and so we knew coming in – and so we, they kind of whipped us around the second half. That's credit to them um, in the way they play and the way their defense plays and offensively. I mean, they just they just smash mouth, want to hit you in the mouth. So they did a good job of that. And then um, they turn around and go to King City, uh, knowing they're going to do the same things. They're big up front physical um, with a good running back. And they did the same things. First half gave us some fits. Um, offense put us in some holes as well and just down 46-42 and then – Basically, in the same spot we were against North Andrew at halftime, we had a chance. I mean, it's what, what do you want to do? Are we going to respond and, and come back and play football? Are we going to lay down again and, and let them let them be more physical and let them control what happens? And that was our challenge, our guys at halftime. And I think that we responded well. We came out uh, with 36 nothing uh, run in the second half. Um, anytime you do that, you couldn't be more pleased. Well, Coach, um... Another big, another big game this week. Um, another top ten matchup in eight man football. Um, we got number nine Pattonsburg against number five Stanbury. Talk about the Bulldogs and uh, what can we expect on Friday night? Yeah, they uh, a big, another big time game. And I always talk about it when you're in the GRC. It's a juggernaut schedule. I mean, you're not playing. There's no, there's no slouches. There's no, there's no off weeks and. You come in, and every week people are going to be ready to play physical and hit you in the mouth. The most teams uh, play a very similar style. Um, besides us, we play a little bit different. Worth County throws around a little bit, but most like most teams, like I said, I mean they got the big boys up front, like to line it up and pound the football. Um, and then we got us who spread it out, use our speed a little bit more, but you lack a little bit of size. And um, and so, but another big matchup going to Stanbury. They're big up front. Um, and then they got some, they got some really good skill players. Um, so we got to become ready. I mean, with their quarterback to their backs, to their tight ends, to, um, really, I mean, 
all their skill spots in up front. I mean, they do a good job. They're well coached. Coach Hilton does a great job with those guys over there. Um, and we know um, defensively, uh, they've done given us the same looks. I mean, always ready to see something different. We never, just never know what to expect with the style we play. I mean, no one sees us very much, what we do. And, and so we'll just be ready to do what we do on offense, get our playmakers ball in space. But um, we're just going to slow down the run game with them. And But then with them, too, they, they got the ability to, to drop back and throw the ball. they got a talented quarterback and some talented guys who can catch it. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for coming on um, coming on the show again. Um, big top ten matchup this Friday night, Pattonsburg at Stanford. For those of you who want to check that out, Coach, thank you for coming on again, and uh, good luck to you and your kids on Friday. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That was Pattonsburg Coach Scott Cabin. We thank him so much for joining the podcast. Now we get to hear the Stanbury side of it. with head coach Shane Hilton. We talk about the game two weeks ago against King City. And we talk about their side against Pattonsburg. We hear from Coach Hilton right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We got um, Stanbury head coach Shane Hilton with us. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Let's get right to it. Um, didn't play a game in week four, but um, the last time you guys played was a week three game against King City. Talk about that football game, how it went. Um, you know, it was kind of one of those games that it never really got in a, in a flow, either, either team. Um, you know, we would, we would drive down and, and, and fizzle out at the goal line. Um, you know, and then they might have a couple penalties and, and go back and forth for a while. And, um, we had a big moment in the game where we drove down to the one and, and we had a, uh, quarterback center exchange on a fourth and goal and didn't get it. And then the, the muff kid, he broke a 79 yard run for a touchdown, um, which obviously gave them quite a bit of momentum. But I think at the same point in time, it kind of woke our team up a little bit. Well, Coach, that was a good win. I moved you to 3-0 in the year. Uh, you guys were supposed to play a week four game against Osceola. Uh, that obviously did not happen due to um, the Indians um, having somebody test positive with COVID. And um, so now we're going to move on to week five now. A huge top ten matchup against Pattonsburg. Talk about what you've seen from the Panthers and what can we expect from the football game on Friday. Oh, you know, they're, it's the same thing they've been doing for the last several years. Uh, Coach Roberts, now Coach Gavin, that – um, they're a spread team, and they're going to chuck it all over the place. Um, you know, they, they got probably their best weapon back from last year who didn't get to play in the Jones boy and, you know, in Amig. And uh, a new quarterback who obviously wasn't doesn't quite have the, uh, you know, the experience uh, of Will Height, but, you know, he's probably a little bit more mobile and a little more apt to run. So, you know, uh, we're going to have to be able to run all night and prepare for a track meet, and, you know, hopefully it should be a good ball game. I think it'd be a really, really good ball game, Coach. Um, two top ten teams, you know, two GRC stalwarts. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a really good ball game. So yeah, yeah, I hope so. Well, Coach Hilton, I want to thank you so much for joining the podcast once again. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and um, good luck to you and the kids on Friday. All right, thank you, appreciate it. Pattonsburg at Stanbury this Friday night. We thank you, Coach Hilton and Coach Cavett, for coming on the podcast. Other game of the GRC includes King City at Worth County. Wildcats looking for the first win of the GRC. They are 1-3 overall, while Worth County is 3-1 undefeated in the league. Let's get to the Highway 275. We'll run down the standings there. Mound City leads the league 3-0 in the conference, 4-0 overall. Rockport is 3-1 of the conference and 3-1 overall. Southwest Livingston 3-1 of the conference, 3-1 overall. South Oak, not only hold one and one in the league, two and one overall. 
Eats Satchison, 1-1, both overall and in the league. Stewartsville, 1-2 in the league, 1-3 overall. Northwest Nottoway, 1-3 and 1-3 overall. That's both league and overall records. And Platte County, same Platte Valley, I meant, 1-3 overall, 1-3 in the league. DeKalb, 0-2 in the league, 0-3 overall. Let's run down the Week 5 schedule on the Highway 275. we got Northwest Nottoway at Mound City. Southwest Livingston at Stewartsville. South Holt, Nottoway Holt at DeKalb. Rockport at East Atchison in an old traditional rivalry. And Platte Valley at a non-conference game goes to Albany of the GRC. Now, before we leave off here, we got a huge eight-man football segment for you. We got our guys Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane with us. We recap week four, talk about the eight-man football poll, eight-man classifications, and we preview three or four of the biggest games in eight-man football this week. Our interview with Devin and Anthony begin right now. And we're here on the Clifford's Podcast Week 5 pregame show. It's eight-man football. We got David Albertson. We got Anthony Crane. Lots to talk about this week. Gentlemen, let's not waste any more time. Before we can go front, let's go backwards. We got a week four recap. Obviously, Devin, you were at the big Mount City Southwest Livingston game last week. Gentlemen, talk about um, your, um, your recap from week four. Yeah, the game I was at, it was a great game there. Uh, back and forth, talking to people after the game is one of the better games they've also seen in the last handful of years in regular season when it comes like that. There's a lot of close games sometimes in eight man, but you don't usually see a one versus three come down to the final two or three minutes, kind of like that game did. Um, and you just kind of back and forth. Mouncey dominated much the first half of 14 nothing. Livingston was able to move the ball, but they got out of the red zone, had a couple of turnovers, turnovers on downs, and just couldn't capitalize on stuff. Mountain State played good situational football. And then second half, um, the Neptune kid for Livingston brought the kickoff return for a touchdown. And then they kind of got going a little bit. They recovered an onside kick later on. You know, outscoring Mountain City 20 to 12 in the second, in the third quarter. And they went back and forth in the fourth quarter. Mountain City got them on like a 48-yard bomb from Tony Osborne to Will Young to put them up by four with about a minute or two to go. And then just Livingston just couldn't quite push the ball down the field after that. Their quarterback, Wes Hughes, injured his thumb on the third drive of the game. So he really couldn't throw the ball all that effectively, um, which really hampered their offense. They're a very explosive offense, especially through the air. So that's really hurt them kind of going forward with that one. But it was a really good game. Livingston held Mount City just like three yards a carry, which is very good against a Mount City offense like that. So these teams could meet again, as we saw the class. We'll get that later with the classifications and district assignments. They can meet again for the state championship game. I would not be surprised one bit. Yeah, and for me, I was in uh, Barnard watching Platte Valley and South Holt, Nottoway Holt. It was uh, it wasn't quite the game that uh, Devin got to watch, uh, but it was good to see. You know, the Spartans really bounce back. They had that week off. Uh, they got their offense going a little bit, um, and then they'll have you know two more winnable games coming up. So we'll see if they can continue that. Uh, one of the biggest notes from that game was seeing uh, Houston Coleman back for the Spartans. He was such a great player for them last year. Uh, early in the season, they weren't sure. He had a bit of a knee thing, but he looked healthy. And if he's there, he is easily their best running back. And that gives them three or four guys that can run the football. Uh, takes a little bit off of Drew Quinlan. Then for Platte Valley, um, you know, it's going to be rough. They, they looked good against Rockport, but the injuries keep piling up. 
I think you you give them, you know, Carter Luke, you bring back some of those guys, and that's a closer game on Friday. But for them, it's just constantly going back and forth between, uh, you know, who's going to play running back. Then they lose their starting quarterback for the season with a broken collarbone. So she's not looking good at Barnard right now. Um, gentlemen, um, we, we talked, I was able, I, um, I was able to, um, run down the eight man poll before we came on to you guys. Um, any differences with your guys' polls? Do you guys have anybody in, uh, any spots, any notable, notable differences between you guys? Uh, my top three, I believe is the same there with Mountain City, North Shelby, Livingston. Um, I have Stanberry four and, um, the polls have them at five right now. It's kind of like that. I actually have Drexel five and North Andrews six. So about four through six, I'm a little different than the final poll is. And then I have South Mount Holt and Archie's flipped, but Patton's Burnworth County nine and ten. So mine's pretty similar to what the media poll is. I think all the media guys, which I kind of run the poll, so I see all the votes and everything, we're all pretty much on the same page on who the top ten teams in the state. Only Rockford is the only other team to get even a vote. So it's just – the four through six and then the seven, eight are kind of like, where do you want to put these teams a little bit? And everyone's kind of flip-flopped on them. But for overall, I think everyone's kind of on the same page now four weeks in. We kind of know what these teams are as of right now. There are some big matchups we're going to see this week and going forward that's really going to shake the polls up a little bit. But I think as of right now, all the media guys are pretty much on the same page for the most part. Yeah, and for me, what I'm finding, you know, kind of like with what Devin's saying is, you know, the top ten, we kind of have an idea. The difficulty is putting them in order. You know, Southwest has been the most impressive team thus far. You know, probably maybe they win Friday if the quarterback doesn't get hurt, uh, but still he got hurt. So then you look, well, what do you do with Southwest now with the loss? Because you have North Andrew, Drexel, Archie, Stanbury, all teams that are still undefeated. And that is was the most difficult thing is because we see Southwest as one of the more talented teams. But, you know, North Andrew – Drexel has been uh, putting it on people down south, same with Archie. So then it becomes, well, do you go off of, you know, overall talent of what you believe in them, or do you go off the record? And that's that's been one of the more difficult parts. And uh, I'm a big believer in strength of schedule, too. And Southwest has played a pretty tough schedule thus far. Oh, yeah, they have definitely. That Highway 275 is extremely tough. Um, gentlemen, let's get into week five now, too. Big top ten matches this week. One top five matchup, actually. And we're going to kick off with that. we got the number two team, North Shelby, visiting number four, North Andrew. Gentlemen, what's your analysis? I'll let Anthony go first because I'm going to this game. So I'll let him talk first, and I'll uh, follow up with it. I've been a big believer in North Shelby since I saw them this summer. I think they are so balanced, both size, speed, uh, more than most teams you'll see in the eight-man. Uh, the only question we had was the experience coming back because they lost a lot of good guys last year. Um, with North Andrew, uh, they are what they are and what they've always been. They are going to try and beat you up um, and win that away. I expect it to be a fairly close game, but I do think that North Shelby will eventually pull away with this one just because they have a little more explosiveness but, uh, yeah, I expect it to be a fantastic game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with Anthony. Um, North Andrew, they're a, sh- a strong, power-running team. 
They're going to lean on Carson Thomas, Hayden Ecker, and Andrew Goff to get them to the promised land. They're going to throw some play actions to Wheeler and Linville, but for the most part, it's going to be the ground and pound game behind that big offensive line. And for North Shelby, they're a little more balanced. Uh, Stoneburner's a pretty good quarterback to have for them as well. And the, Lunds, the, the, the little Lunsford kid at running back is pretty good. Um, and then, of course, up front, the big Lunsford kid, Jackson, uh, he's a monster. I know Anthony went over there in the offseason and kind of talked to their coach and saw him live. He lost about 40 to 50 pounds, and now he's at about 280, 290. And he looks really good at that way. He's playing more physical and can move laterally really well for a guy his size. He's going to give teams a lot of trouble. And the one thing you see with the Northwest Missouri teams that are the powerhouses when they play the teams that are in the other parts of the state is can those teams hang with these teams up front at the line of scrimmage? And last year, North Shelby upset North Andrew because they dominate the line of scrimmage. They're one of the few teams outside of the Northwest part of the state that can do that on a consistent basis. So I think they're a team that can come into North Andrew where it's not an easy place to get a W there at Rosendale. Um, and I'm going to be at this game. I'm really excited. I like Coach Williams, and I like Coach Bass. I get to meet Coach Bass for the first time in person because, unfortunately, I have not made this trip over to Shelbyville because it's like three hours over there. It's a long drive. Um, I'm not as brave as Anthony to go <laughs> take that part of a drive. Um, but I'm really excited for this game. It's a game that I had circled in the preseason. I talked to Coach Bass a little bit. I'm like, hey, I need you, North Shelby, North Andrew, to be undefeated going into this game. It's be 4-0 for each one of you, possible top five matchup. And both teams took care of business here early in the year. North Shelby's had a pretty light schedule so far, but they've actually absolutely dominated that schedule. Um, so this is their first true test, and I really want to see how these two teams face up and see how good North Shelby really is with the number one ranked uh, defense in the state coming in. North Shelby's one of the very few teams that's top in both scoring offense and scoring defense, I believe. I believe number one in defense, number three or so in scoring offense uh, on the series. Yeah, number three in scoring is 62.5 points a game, and number two on defense with nine points a game, only behind Drexel is allowing eight points a game. So North Shelby, a very complete team that have a hands full of the good North Andrew team on Friday, though. So we got another good matchup, another top ten matchup, another good matchup in the Grand River Conference. Um, the eight-man Grand River Conference is uh, Pattonsburg visiting Stanbury this week. Uh, Stanbury's undefeated, number five in the poll, and then Pattonsburg, that they had that one loss to North Andrew a couple weeks ago. Um, tell me how this matchup, do you, you, what do you both think of this matchup? A lot of points. Uh, uh, that's what I... I think Stanbury's a little faster than what North Andrew is on the field, but I don't know if they're quite as beefy up front, so we'll see how that happens. I know Anthony gives us in a minute, but I know Pattonsburg, I hit the mouth last week versus King City and kind of fought back this time a little bit, so we'll see if that carries over to the Stanbury game um, with this one, but I'm very excited to see how these two teams kind of match up here. They've had some battles in the past, these two teams match up fairly decently well um, going over the past few years, since 26, uh, since 2018, um, Pattonsburg lost to Stanbury in 2018, um, but they've beaten the last three times they've played. So Pattonsburg's had their number recently here, but Stanbury's able to reboot this year. It looks to be very good. I think it's a very good game. I think Stanbury's the favorite going in because they're a little more consistent uh, possession to possession a little bit. But Pattonsburg's team, they're down by 20. They can score three touchdowns and get the onside kicks like that, and they're right back in the game. So it's a team you can never really put away. Um, it should be a great game over there in the GRC, which is just a gauntlet of promise. 
Yeah, um, you know, I talked about North Shelby being balanced, and I think you see a lot of that from Stanbury. Uh, they can run the ball, they can throw the ball, do a little bit of everything. Uh, last year they were down a little bit, but I think, you know, looking back, it'll be good as these young guys, you know, got that experience and then a lot of, you know, some off-field stuff last year. And you can really see this team has grown as they become upperclassmen. Uh, for Pattonsburg, uh, once again, their athleticism was uh, – <laughs> Uh, it's second to none in uh, eight man and uh, especially in the uh, GRC um, excuse me <laughs> um, what, what's great about the GRC is right now is like North Andrews undefeated uh, Pattonsburg has that loss uh, I think it'd be huge for Pattonsburg if they have any hopes of winning the GRC to get this win on Friday and I think they're uh it's going to be tough to pick. I think it's a coin flip. I know uh, it should be a good game with a lot of points. Uh, I'll try to compose myself now. Thanks, Devin. You're welcome. Those of, those of you, uh, this is not on camera, by the way. Um, Devin over here switching hats over here during, during segments here. <laughs> so, um, gentlemen, we got one, um, really one more matchup, kind of a – Maybe one or two more low-key good games that I think might actually shock some people is Rockport and East Atchison. That's one. Tell me what you guys think about that matchup. Uh, well, EA is wanting to get back on the football field. They've been off the last two weeks. Of, two weeks ago, it was their own coronavirus. Last week, it was a, a scare from their opponent kind of deal, so they canceled the game on the Friday afternoon. And I know the players and definitely the coaches up there are ready to get back on the field for this one. And what better way to get back on the field than their – um, arch nemesis for Rockport in the Ashton County Super Bowl. Always back and forth. Those towns are like – Tarkio and Rockport are like eight miles apart, and they don't like each other very much. I've known that my whole life that Tarkio and Rockport are not fans of each other, um, especially when we add in Fairfax there. No one really likes Rockport over there um, if you're not from Rockport. So it should be a lot of fun back and forth. Um, EA's had the best time the last couple of years, having a little more talent. Uh, Rockport 3-1 and one in the year right now. They've had the – kind of the bottom feeders of the 275. They've kind of went through for the first part of the schedule. Their schedule really kicks up after this with um, the big four plus a King City game out of conference. Um, so I'm really excited to see how this game kind of goes. Uh, with I think EA is the favorite going on this one. Uh, they're just ready to get back on the field. They, they might be a little rusty early on that one, though. Yeah, kind of uh, bouncing off what Devin said, talking to Coach Barron to East Atchison, they are – he used words I can't use on this podcast. He's Needless to say, he's excited to get back on the field. And uh, it's even more exciting for him to uh, get to do it against Rockport. Uh, I think that, you know, early in the season, their first game against Southwest, they were trying to figure things out offensively at Kalen Merriweather at receiver, and it just it didn't look great. Uh, in their second game, they moved him back to running back. Uh, that way they could really focus on getting him the ball. He had over 100 yards in that second game. And, you know, even before that, I thought the East Atchison coming in the season could have one of the better defenses in eight-man. Uh, little did I know in that first game, I kind of wondered. But knowing what we know about Southwest and how that offense works, a little more understandable. And I think that, you know, if they use the offense they use in their second game in that first game, we may be looking at them differently uh, because I think that game would have been much closer. So I, I think East Atchison is going to be ready to go. Rockport. They have something to prove, though. You can talk to them this offseason. They wanted to prove that they can, you know, continue this run. They start every season 3-1, and 4-0, and, oh, and then they hit the real meat 
of their schedule and the wins stopped coming. Uh, running back Joey Heron said that, you know, they need to continue that success. And for them, it's been a little more impressive. Uh, their one loss, they were without their quarterback, their coach. But it's not just Joey Heron now. It's the younger Heron. And they're getting, they're getting yardage and points from other people other than Joey Heron. And I think that can make them a little more salty moving down the road. And Joey is the fourth director in the state right now, so he's still a really good running back. They expect him to help with him right now with Philip and uh, his little brother Philip, and then also Gavin Evans. Gentlemen, um, then the big the matchup Anthony's going to this week, King City at Worth County. I think that could also be like a low key matchup. Um, Devin talked about it earlier. Um, King City hit Pattonsburg in the mouth early in that game. I think King City competed pretty well with Stanbury, and. I think, you know, this would be a big win for King City if they were able to win this game. And I think Worth County needs to win to really keep their ascent trying to move up this pole. Yeah, and Devin tweeted out some uh, the stats on running back Parker Muff from King City and Andrew Alarcon and Worth County. And I think what we'll see in this game are two teams, you know, it's kind of like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Uh, it kind of seems that way as Alarcon and Muff have really carried their teams. Now, for Worth County, it's been impressive. Uh, they were kind of left for dead with everything going on uh, early on in the season with injuries and off-the-field stuff. And they've bounced back to win three in a row, three in a row and especially against a good – pretty good Albany team last week that was impressive and for King City you can see why I was kind of high on them coming into the season they have a bunch of young talent what's hurt them is you know losing their quarterback once again for the season and so now it's been all put on Parker Muff to kind of carry that team and what you're seeing is early on in games he's able to do that they're able to stick with teams and eventually I think they just run out of gas and so you can see teams like you know Pattonsburg kind of pull away in the second half Absolutely, and then you mentioned those stats. I actually have them up right here. Uh, Parker Muff, last year for King City, ran for 648 yards and eight touchdowns in 10 games, the secondary back behind Jacob Moen last year. This year, he leads the state with 945 yards and 12 touchdowns through four games. Um, Alarcon last year for Worth County got hurt, only played in seven games, 650 yards and 16 touchdowns through four games. He got 831 yards and second in the state and 11 touchdowns. Two guys. Their teams rely on heavily. They get probably 80 to 90% of the carries for good reason. Those two are very good. Um, Muff, I know, had a 79-yard touchdown run against Stanbury. Worth County's out. for them. So it should be a – Anthony's going to see a quick game, I think, there on Friday. A lot of running plays, a lot of ground and pound, a little bit, clock run a little bit, as long as not any big plays at least. Uh, it should be a lot of fun for those two teams kind of going at each other. Uh, I think Worth County's going to move more around Alarcon to give him some help. Um, I think Worth County right now, if they can just weather the storm and get their quarterback back here in a couple of weeks with Gladstone, with the injury that he sustained in the preseason, they could be a really team that comes out of nowhere here late in the year in the playoffs and maybe surprise some teams and be a real contender that people were kind of forgetting about after their week one loss to South Oklahoma Hole. That was kind of a surprise. Yeah, because with North County, the question has always been their defense, or at least the last uh, year and a half. And I think Gladstone could add something to that. I still think they're going to struggle defensively. But you add him, and they're able to score points with just about anybody. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Worth County, how about that game against Albany last week? How 56 to 54. What a high-scoring game that was. So. Well, what's, what's funny is I saw it was 56 to 40, and I uh, tweeted at Devin giving him crap because he's 
you know, we got into a Twitter conversation last week about Albany being the best 0-2 team in the state. Well, no, I tweet that, and not five minutes later, Albany has the ball down two with a chance to win. So, you might actually have a three losses, the top two top five teams, the top ten team. They're they're still very good. I'm not I'm not yeah. I'm still not dying on the Albany Hill yet. Yeah, yeah, Anthony, you might actually have a claim there as far as that Albany claim there. Albany's been really, really good these past couple games. Look, the last thing that we're going to talk about. Um, these were supposed to come out today, but Monday, boy, we got a pleasant surprise. Classifications came out Monday, which, you know, the earlier, the better, the earlier, the merrier. You know, when you guys first looked at these, uh, for me, I have to look at 11-man, 8-man, and 8-man. When you guys looked at these, what really stuck out to you? The uh, the South is going to come down to two teams, I think, at least in uh, Class 1 with – uh, Drexel and Archie, uh, I think we'll have a better idea here in a couple weeks when they play of who's going to come out of that one. Or, you know, it could be like a Mount City Southwest thing last year where, you know, at least we'll see in a couple weeks how good those teams are and how well they match up. Then you get to like class three and four, and it's it's not top heavy, um, but there is a lot of good teams in there. It's, you know, much like the GRC where one through four are all kind of fairly even and then uh class two you have north shelby and southwest maybe two of the most talented teams in the state and uh it'll be good to see who comes out of that one and uh should be a great game there yeah i agree with that there's definitely district one and two uh two teams that each one i think come out and possibly wouldn't uh, go deep in the playoffs there with archie drexel and livingston and north shelby and those districts will actually play each other in the semifinals. they go up north uh, District 3, as he talked about there, um, North Andrew, Pattonsburg, South Holt, Nottoway Holt, Oric, King City even. There's four or five really solid programs in that district. And then you go to District 4, and you have three of the four top programs in the state, the powerhouses, with Mound City, Worth County, Stanbury. And then you're just going to throw in Albany um, and East Atchison with Rockport. I mean, it's a gauntlet there in, in District 4. I mean, right now, Mound City probably looking to be the one seed in that district. You can see them having to beat uh, a Worth County and a Stanbury and then probably playing a North Andrew maybe in a semifinal just to make the state championship game. That is a heck of a gauntlet there for a team that should be the favorite, kind of maybe going to the playoffs, and you get to play a top-ten team about every week. <laughs> That's just mm -hmm. – if you're really tough for them, um, it's one way, I guess. Be the best. You beat everybody, and you just kind of go on your day. So you got to put the team play the teams in front of you. But we all knew the class – the districts three and four would be the – Top heavy districts. I did not see them putting Oric up north. That was my biggest surprise with this was them being in district number three. There's about a hundred miles difference between South Holt and Oric. So I was kind of surprised that they kind of matched those together. Mm -hmm. But Michigan did what they wanted to do there. It, it's going to make for a really good uh, playoff, I think. And there was no way to really even these districts up any even more even than they already are. So geographically, so no big qualms with me this year. Yeah, especially because Oric coming into the year, you know, they were thought pretty highly of with Blake Buchanan at quarterback. Uh, they started off the year pretty rough, um, and maybe now they seem to be gaining some traction and figuring things out. And they could be a salty group there in Class 3. Yeah, and they got two of their receivers back with uh, Stevenson and Wilson are back after missing the first couple of games, first game or two for each one of them. And it's really helped their offense explode there. Buchanan throwing the ball a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, this year than they did last year, and they really put some points in the last two weeks. It's some lesser opponents, but 
uh, they'd be able to score a little bit. Right now they're off this week. They're trying to pick up a game for Friday, so we'll see if or how they close here. They still got to play Worth County and North Shelby, so they still got a couple big games in their schedule to see how good they really are. Yeah, because there's – I don't know if there's a team in the state that wouldn't love to have Blake Buchanan as their quarterback. Uh, we don't talk about him a whole lot, you know, up here with Landon Papa and Drew Quinlan and all these guys. But down south, Blake Buchanan, he can he can play football. Gentlemen, let's um, you know, we're uh, we're gonna come back to these in end of October. Uh, planning on doing a bracketology special for the playoffs. So definitely when eight man football, when these eight man football playoffs begin, this is gonna be fun to discuss all these districts here. Well. Um, gentlemen, um, anything to plug for either one of you guys before we get out of here? Uh, Moe Man Football. Just like it on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're growing ever fastly on Facebook, and Twitter's has been what it has been the last couple of years. Make sure you go see all the content we have there. Um, I tweet everything from this podcast to what we do with Chris Roush to all the Anthony stuff, all of my stuff. If you want the eight-man content, it's all there with Moe Man Football on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Exactly what he said. Uh, anytime I tweet or share anything, it goes through Mo Eight Man Football and Devin, and so that's the best place to go. Also, uh, definitely, I'll plug a couple things to Devin. Um, you can check him out on Straight Up Sports. Um, you can check out on all podcasts everywhere. Um, you listen to this, you can listen to that. Um, and then Anthony, I tell you what. Um, if you're into Eight Man Football, and you're you're you know you listen to Devin's podcast, you want a little bit more. Anthony Crane's got a Patreon page to help whet your appetite if you're interested in some eight-man football. There. Gentlemen, thank you guys very, very much. Um, we'll definitely be coming back to you guys next week. Um, big, big, big week of games there. Um, follow both of them on Twitter. Um, Mo Ant-Man Football, you can follow Anthony, follow Devin. Um, they'll update us on all the games. Uh, we'll have them retweeted here on the Clip Notes Podcast um, Twitter account. Um, Gentlemen, um, good luck to you guys at your games this week, and I um, look forward to discussing some more AMF football next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Always great to have David Alberton and Anthony Crane on. I want to thank all you coaches and Devin and Anthony for coming on. That is our eight-man segment. Now we move on to the Kansas segment next up. We got first-time interviews with Mar Hill and Donovan West, and we catch up with Sports.net sports director Johnny Kane. For our weekly interview, that will be coming up here in a little bit.